You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Masterclass. It is masterclass time and we're talking about hypnotherapy and we're joined on the line by Dr. Arthur Long. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Rolevakile. Lovely to be back on 702. Good afternoon to the listeners. Thank you so much. So let's let's start off with what hypnotherapy is because many of us, our perceptions of hypnotherapy are what we watch on um, television and films. So the version one is seeing an audience being hypnotized or an individual being hypnotized and being made to do crazy things in Vegas by some famous magicians. And version two is when a person is laying on a couch to their therapist or hypnotherapist and they have to watch you know a swinging clock until eventually they're transported into their past and they see and feel things that had been blocked away in the depths of their memories uh, it's got nothing to do with um a stage hypnotherapy that's for sure See, actually hypnosis on the stage we do hypnotherapy uh, I don't even use a couch, unfortunately. It's just ordinary chairs in my office and casual. Uh, we don't have to have people lying down. And I promise you there's not a swinging pendulum or anything like that. There's nothing mysterious about it. And hypnotherapy uh, would be one of the most effective uh, methods of overcoming stress and depression-related problems. We've been around for tens of thousands of years. Even the uh, operations were done by the Egyptians many, many thousands of years ago using hypnotherapy. And it's, it's used today for uh, painless operations and uh, childbirth without anesthetic, things like that. Very, 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 very important uh, profession. And it's got nothing to do with stage hypnosis or making people look silly. Uh, we're hell-bent on helping people help themselves. That's the main thing. So how does it actually work? I mean, and you've touched on things that people are probably hearing for the first time is that it can be used um, for for procedures, for example, uh, to be painless. How exactly does it work? And maybe simplify it to the point where um, you can share with us, is it almost like you are bending the mind and using tricks to either distract them or help them focus on something else while the things that, you know, like not thinking about the pain, for example, um, is that what it is? How exactly does it work? You know, when we actually bypass the brain and when we bypass the brain, we're overcoming fear, uh, all the habits of brain, all the bad things from the past. Somebody might have been bullied or uh, even raped in the past. We can overcome things like that by helping them feel calm and get their own control over their feelings again instead of their feelings controlling them. The main thing with brain is it's really our worst enemy. It's judgmental, it's critical. It tells you 10,000 reasons you can't do something. It's also habitual. If you make a mistake, you'll continue to make that mistake for the rest of your life. Mm. What we're doing with hypnotherapy is actually bypassing brain and going into the subconscious and putting little thoughts in there like, I can do something instead mm. of brain saying, you can't do that. And this can change a, a person's perception of themselves, their ability to heal themselves, to, to get over problems, to overcome pain or stress or depression quite easily. Once, once we go into the subconscious, it's a different world. People feel calm. 
they trust themselves, they feel confident, and we teach them then how to continue that. Uh, so it's an ongoing thing. It's not as if it's a temporary thing. It's not as if you've still got to take uh, pills. Mm. Uh, it, it's a matter of a person getting control over their feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think you've, you, you've actually explained it quite well because I'm thinking about the fact that over a lifetime, you know, being an adult that is 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, there's so many things that have been layered on top of our purest selves, our subconscious. So for you as a hypnotherapist, what does it take to be qualified enough to penetrate those layers and get to that raw version, that original version of a person? Uh, I've I've, uh, been taught over many, many years. I was originally uh, taught about 1964, I think, something about there. And uh, the courses we had were quite uh, considerable. We actually uh, got uh, uh, medical benefits claimable in Australia. I brought the standards to South Africa. I've been uh, consulting and training in hypnotherapy for over 20 years. And it's just um, a worldwide accreditation. It's not something that you can pick up overnight. There's quite considerable courses in clinical hypnotherapy and ordinary uh, uh, certified hypnotherapist courses. And it's not something that um, you can just pick up overnight. It's Mm. not something uh, you can watch on YouTube. You've got to learn uh, how effective the thing is and what actually you can do with it and uh, make sure that we perpetuate an ethical profession. That's the main thing that I've been trying to do ever since I came into the country. I'm originally from Australia. And it's claimable under all medical benefits claims there. And it has been since about 1949, I think. But over here, uh, we're gradually getting there. And the main thing is giving people uh, an extremely good help, particularly in these days and ages of uh, economical troubles and uh, what's going on every day. People are going into meltdown and uh, suicidal depression even instead of the old uh, stress with stress. And you can get over it by taking an aspirin. But these days, unfortunately, people are going into very, very serious meltdown and uh, panic attacks. And that's one thing that uh, hypnosis can help with. Uh, once you get a person to feeling calm, trusting themselves and actually thinking clearly, because when you're stressed, you can't think at all. Uh, this enables a person to both feel good and think, which could be life-changing. So so would it in any way fall within a similar space as psychotherapy or psychology? Oh, yes, definitely. Mm. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm a doctor of ethnomedicine, doctor of ethnopsychology. Um, I'm teaching uh, psychologists all the time now. Mm. More and more psychologists are learning that this is a very, very valid way of helping people. Uh, it doesn't need pills, and it's also extremely fast. Uh, instead of needing 20 or 30 consultations, uh, we can get tremendous success in um, one to three consultations or up to six for things like addictions and serious things that have been stuck in a person's mind all their lives, Uh, overcoming um, trauma, PTSD, uh, overcoming uh, some of the horrible things we get these days, home invasions, abuse, rapes, hijackings. It's wonderful for all of those things. 
Yes. All right. So let's do this. Let's take a break and we will continue with our masterclass on hypnotherapy. All of you, of course, are invited to ask all of your questions. O double one double eight three oh seven oh two and the WhatsApp line O seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. Seven oh two Masterclass. In our masterclass for today, we're talking about hypnotherapy. The lines are open 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. We're speaking to Dr. Arthur Long, hypnotherapist at the International Academy of, of Hypnosis. Now, doctor, before we... um. Went to an, an ad break. I mean, you were touching on this, the, the fact that you actually are even assisting psychologists and uh, psychotherapists with some of the techniques that you have learned with hypnotherapy to deal with a whole lot of issues. Um, I would like us to maybe, um, start with the trauma one because many people are sitting with traumas and maybe some of those people the, they tried the talk therapy route and it didn't work for them. They try, they on medication, they are just having a hard time. Can you chat to us about what would the process look like for a person that is dealing with trauma and, and how it works in terms of the different sessions in, and also just in terms of what they would, ex, uh, what they should expect when they come for a session with you? It's a very different thing. Uh, in that it takes their mind off the actual trauma. The main problem with somebody, uh, if they've just had an accident, hijacking, rape, whatever it might be, they're concentrating on what's just happened. Uh, the main thing is with hypnotherapy, we distract them from what's just happened and help them concentrating on themselves. Now, this can be as simple as having a person breathe. Um, breathing is a wonderful technique for distracting a person from anything that happens. And I teach this also to uh, first responders and uh, trauma counsellors. If you get somebody breathing, concentrating on themselves and the fact that they're safe in the hands of the counsellor or first responder, uh, it can take their mind off what's just happened and uh, also be life-saving because a person can go into shock or have a heart attack uh, within the first hour of a traumatizing event. Uh, with uh, hypnotherapy, we're distracting them from that and helping them calm, think, and things like breathing, simple things like breathing, instead of thinking of the event and perpetuating that probably for the rest of their lives. And once they're feeling good, they can start to think about themselves, um, maybe even uh, separating themselves from the event able to accept the event we're not we're not helping them to forget anything but accept what's happened and that's the main way of moving forward you can't blank off a person's mind it's a matter of helping them feel good feel calm and in control again and that's exactly what hypnotherapy does it's it's sort of like psychology to the subconscious Mm. but it's also accompanied by calmness and an ability to think where people haven't been able to uh, think before uh, we had a case uh, where I was doing methodology with a student uh, a couple of weeks ago, a person who had uh, just recovered from suicide attempt. And it's a matter of separating from the event and helping them concentrate on uh, themselves, recovering, and positive thoughts for the future, which you can have when you're in a calm state under hypnotherapy. This can be something that continues afterwards because it creates a different habit in a person, a habit of being calm instead of a habit of being upset. 
or as some people are, very, very depressed. Simply by using negative thoughts and negative thoughts create negative feelings. And the main thing I work on all the time is every thought you have affects every atom in your body. Mm. And if you can change your thoughts to good thoughts, calm thoughts, you can, in fact, collect your thoughts, feel good. Uh, give an example to your children, for example. Children's are, uh, are getting the stress of adults. If an adult goes through a traumatic experience, the child feels it. The same as stress or depression. The child inherits it from the adult. And we can change that drastically uh, with a lovely, calm place that people can go into when they experience hypnotherapy. It's based on nice experience, calmness, quietness, uh, trust, and generally feeling good about yourself instead of criticising all the time, for example. Using positive words like I can instead of negative words like I can't. Uh, that, that enables a person to perform better than they ever could do before in sport even. But as far as traumas are concerned, it gives them a sense of they can progress, they can get on. They're not held by that event for the rest of their lives, which some people can be. And they come to us after 20 or 30 years uh, of suffering after a traumatic event, blaming themselves for the event instead of the person who perpetrated it or, or feeling this fear for the rest of their lives. We overcome that with hypnotherapy, uh, creating a lovely, calm sense of self-value. Okay, so how does the methodology work? And I think you've touched on it a little bit. You mentioned breathing. You mentioned, you know, the language that the person uses. Is there a way that you can just help us understand um, you know, because it's, 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 it sounds close to the talk therapy of sitting, you know, with someone. So if I now came in and I said, doctor, you know, I need a session, take us through what would that process look like? Do I now have to say I'm here because, um, s- such and such happened to me and I'm struggling to deal with whatever? Or could, is it even the person who's coming in saying something feels off, but I don't even know what it is? Yes, both scenarios uh, can be overcome, that's nice, uh, by simply making a person feel calm. Um, I don't teach regression. I don't take people back to the initial event. And this, in my experience, has made uh, therapy a heck of a lot more effective. If you take somebody back to an event, they're reliving it, uh, it can open old wounds and cause them to uh, live that for the rest of their lives. They had one uh client came to me with PTSD and his psychologist had taken him back to his circumcision six times. So I don't use uh, regression like that at all. I help a person feel good from the first consultation moving on. So a person comes in, uh, yes, we find out how best to help. That's um, a basic idea of what might have happened, a basic idea of the feeling that they have and proceeding from them to reverse it maybe finding something positive in the event that might have happened. Uh, if a loved one had passed, for example, in uh, saying that probably it was better to happen as an adult rather than as a child if you couldn't cope. Things happen in very strange ways like that. So it's to prove that you're actually uh, strong enough to move forward where a person couldn't perceive that normally in a grief situation, very similar to trauma. But it's a matter of coming in, sitting down, telling us how best to help, I don't delve, I don't go back, I don't have someone mm. reliving it. And instantly they're starting to feel better because I'm distracting them from the problem. And I think that's the main uh, the main attribute of hypnosis rather than psychology. Uh, psychology, you're reliving everything. 
and I bypass that altogether and have a person thinking of how to move forward. Instead of being a victim of the past, being a survivor of the past mm. and wiser for having come through it, praising them for having actually come through it, which most people don't realise. They still perceive themselves as a victim of different things. Uh, you see so many people from uh, dysfunctional families, for example, and uh, one person, I do remember in case history, one one became a doctor and the other one became a drug addict. So it's a matter of accepting the circumstances you've been under or learning how to behave in the opposite direction. And we can help somebody to behave in the opposite direction to what's been happening to them in this wonderful state of nice calmness without criticism, without judgment, without fear. The main thing we bypass when we bypass brain is bypassing fear so that a person can feel they're capable of moving on in the future. And, and, and I think it sounds absolutely wonderful. When we come back from Eyewitness News headlines, I really want to delve a little bit into the part you mentioned about regression because I think many people think that that's what hypnotherapy does. And maybe you can share with us if some hypnotherapists do use regression in their work. Is there still space for it considering what you said in terms of reframing a person's um, feelings and, 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 and perceptions on things that may have traumatized them so that they are in more control of their emotions. So I really want to touch on that regression. And of course, we'll go to all of your questions. O double one double eight three zero seven zero two. Give us a call on that number uh, so that uh, you can ask of the good doctor any of the questions that you may have around hypnotherapy or use the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. It's 230. 702 Masterclass. In our Masterclass for today, we are talking about hypnotherapy and we are uh, speaking to the good doctor who's been just taking us through this whole process, Dr. Arthur Long, hypnotherapist at International Academy of Hypnosis. So, um, doctor, thank you so much for still being with us. And of course, we're going to take your calls on 011-8830702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Doctor, I'm I mean, we, we've touched on some of the, the areas that you're able to assist some of your methodology. I was asking about regression, and I don't want to harbor too long on it, but, but is regression that is something that is generally not practiced at all by hypnotherapists, or is it something that you specifically don't use? Uh, it's something that uh, I've not used for many, many years and found it very effective not to use. So now I'm training uh, psychologists in this one. Psychologists are originally taught to regress back to the initial sensitizing event mm-hmm. in every case. And some people are taught just to use that as the therapy. Uh, but there's a, a lot of thinking now that if a person's taught to move forward with their lives, instead of going back and uh, addressing the event, reliving the event and uh, making that event part of their future, we found it very, very effective to move forward, uh, separating themselves from whatever the event might have been instead of regressing back. There's a lot of dangers with regression also in that you can lead somebody into thinking something happened. Uh, one or two words, uh, person's working on it and creating an event around those one or two words, an event that might never have happened. So as far as I'm concerned, it does have 
a very dangerous connotation to it Sorry, and can a much you just, more effective can methodology you, moving forward. Can you help mm-hmm. me understand what you just said? So are you saying that <laughs> yep. that sometimes um, um, a person can think they had a certain experience based on the process of the regression? Yeah, it is possible to lead somebody into an event that never happened with using the wrong terminologies, wrong words. Uh, so okay. It can be dangerous in itself. Uh, so I, I tend never to use it. And uh, there is a, a big school of thought now, particularly in psychologists, they're changing to using a method of helping a person forward instead of having them relive the whole thing and go back through it and make it part of their lives again, which it can do. So there's dangers with it. And I think it's much more effective trying to help a person feel good from the day of their first consultation onwards. And that's, that's my way of, work, I of working and my main way of teaching people. So how do you then respond to the challenge that might say, it, how is that different from sweeping things under the carpet if everything is about looking forward and feeling good now? Do they not run the risk of, because they haven't processed said event, that we now are not visiting and tackling and processing as an adult who knows better, who knows different? Isn't there a risk of that issue cropping up again? No, I don't think so, because if a person has accepted what's happened and moved on, uh, I think they're much wiser for the experience instead of continuing to be a victim of that experience. And they're far less likely to get involved in the same situation ever again. Uh, they're wary of the first person that did anything to them. They're wary of the event that, or they might have gone to a party and had a drink at a party that was spiked or something. They're wary of not doing that again. They might have been raped. They're wary of not getting into that sort of situation ever again. Um, accepting it, getting their strength back, moving on, uh, in my estimation is a nice way of helping somebody rather than reliving something all the time. I've seen people who've had their lives destroyed by being taken back to an event 30-odd years ago Mm. every time they've been to uh, some sort of consultant and their lives have been destroyed because all they're doing is living that event. Mm. Uh, Mm. So I've been of the opinion that a person feels good if they can accept the fact it's happened, separate themselves from the event into being someone who's a survivor, not a victim. Yes, yes. Okay, so what are the potential then side effects of the work that you do, if any? None whatsoever. Um, A person can't accept anything that's said to them that's against their moral beliefs or religion beliefs or any other uh, beliefs that have been put in their head, even by the family that are very, very good morals. Uh, They can't be made to change any of that at all. The side effects of the body are simply feeling better. Uh, there's no bad experience to take them back to, and that's what also we can avoid by not regressing. So the whole thing relies on a nice experience from the very first consultation and helping someone help themselves. Mm. So are there some? what are the tools that you try and give your – do you refer to them as clients or patients? They're clients. They're clients. So what are some of the tools that you give them to walk away with that they can implement in their day-to-day life? Extremely simple things like saying, I can, instead of I can't. Like getting rid of words like I struggle to do something or battle to do something. If they say such a thing, it's going to be difficult to do. I make a mountain out of something. This is always a struggle. 
if we can have someone thinking, I can do that, and to actually reject negative words in their lives as more or less punishment for something they've never done. If they can start to uh, use the adage that every word you think affects every atom in your body, you feel positive from good thoughts, I say I can, the possibilities of doing something are extremely great, rather than I can't, and they can never do it, because brain says you can't do that. You override it, subconscious said, let's do that. There's nothing stopping them from doing it. So even in sports performance, uh, people can be doing far better than their personal best if they get in the mind they can do something rather mm. than being stopped by uh, too much weight or that the event uh, coming up is, is too bad. So overcoming competition nerves is another thing we can do, having somebody feel wonderfully calm uh, for competition. Things like that can help somebody move forward very, mm. very quickly. All right, we will continue with Dr. Arthur Long, who is hip, a hypnotherapist at the International Academy of Hypnosis. As your voice notes and your questions, keep them coming 0727021702. And we will pick up this conversation when we come back. You can also give us a call on 011-883-0702. Masterclass. It is 11 minutes to 3 o'clock. Our masterclass for today is on hypnotherapy. And we are chatting to Dr. Arthur Long, hypnotherapist at International Academy of Hypnosis. So, Doctor, I want to go straight into the different questions that have come through from the listeners. And you can keep them coming, giving us, give us a call on 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. The first WhatsApp reads as follows. Hi, Doctor. I suffer terribly from uncontrollable jealousy which has ruined all the relationships in my life can hypnotherapy cure me most definitely um jealousy is a lack of self-confidence a lack of being able to keep a relationship going be a good enough person uh to be a partner to somebody and the jealousy and suspicion it might have even been put in the head by somebody else in their lives they might have had one bad experience and it continues to uh, to haunt them for the rest of their lives. Yes, definitely. We can uh, get a person confident enough and in love with themselves enough that they want to confidently enter into a relationship and confidently continue it. Yes, definitely. Hypnotherapy will help wonderfully there. So just in terms of touching on what you're saying, um, I mean, you obviously now, um, as part of your training, have to have understood, you know, when a person says, for example, I struggle with anger and um, it's affecting my family, it's affecting my life, that you would then know without having to do regression and all of those things to delve deep into where did this come from, what work you have to do. So how is it that you, in inverted commas, diagnose the client and then find the tools to help them work through that? Well, just the words you used then describe the situation and how best to overcome it that isn't it nice that a person's problems were created by somebody else? If it was the family uh, that put them down or made them uh, feel inadequate, things like that, and they might have done something good on their own. Um, moving forward with the self-confidence that all their problems were caused by somebody else. And uh, quite often I ask them the question, are you your own best friend? They say no. I say why? They say, oh, people say I'm... I'm um, I'm um, uncertain of myself. I can't express myself properly. Uh, people say that I'm an idiot. Hey, but what do you think of yourself? 
Mm. And then suddenly building on that thought of themselves, putting them in love with themselves, creating the fact that they are their own best friend and moving forward with that confidence from that day onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, there's a WhatsApp that says, can hypnotherapy help narcissists to stop being nasty and selfish? No, I think it's in the narcissist. <laughs> it's very, very difficult. Um, there was one that I, I helped uh, through, and it was the fact that he was very, very angry with his mother, and he took that anger out on his wife. And when uh, his anger with his mother was overcome, he became a very loving husband after that. So things are possible. There could be an outside source that causes these people to be very, very angry, not able to express in any other way, apart from uh, being very, very bad towards their partner. If we can give them their self-confidence and calmness, they can move forward as well. So yes, it can help. Okay, another message says, Hi, Rleb Gile, a message for Arthur. He changed my life a couple of years back. In just three sessions, he helped me change my way of life, control my anxiety, be brave to change my path, path, and the most important, getting off of years of extremely strong and horrid medication that was doing me more harm than help and good. I had this tattoo done after my sessions with Arthur to always remind me to let it all go and allow my fears to just float away. Thank you so much, Arthur, for saving my life. That message comes through from Laura, who has um, shared a picture of a tattoo of a little girl holding, what are those things called that you you blow them? It's like a little plant thing that you blow and it just, it's going to be very hard for me to describe because um, I I, I (laughs) cannot recall the name of that plant just to describe to the uh, the tattoo. What are your uh, uh, response to Laura? Oh, thank you very much, Laura. That makes me feel good always hearing stories like that. And, uh, yeah, that, that's the main way that we survive anywhere in the world. And that's to get wonderful referrals like that. Wonderful stories from people that we help. And, uh, I do have many, many success stories. I know we get criticism from many sources of what we do, but then something like that is just heartwarming. It's beautiful and proves that hypnotherapy does in fact work. It's a very valid, uh, profession. And overseas, it's accepted. United States and Australia, where I'm accredited, accepts it all the time. And uh, I'm trying madly to get it legitimised and accepted by everybody in South Africa. It's mm. been my my one my one venture is to get it legitimised in South Africa, as it is overseas. Mm. I give overseas certification, international certification. So the people know that it's it's perfectly legitimate, expected uh, to be proper, uh, properly trained and accepted all over the place. It's just I've, I've got to make it in this country also just as acceptable because it is a very, very, very legitimate profession, I can assure you. All right. Here's a voice note. Hi. So um, I wanted to ask, does it make you forget trauma? Or it makes you deal with it better. Queen from Kibla Park. Thank you so much, Prem. Very good question. Doctor? Yes, it makes you uh, accept, not necessarily forget. Because if you forget an event, particularly if it's been over a lot of years, you're blanking out all those years. Um, I'd love to have somebody accept, be strong, feel calm if they happen to think of the situation and consider myself a survivor, not a victim.
All right. way forward. Yes, yes. Here's another WhatsApp. Hi, Gilebo. This is Kanyisa from Fourways. I'm very interested in the topic of hypnotherapy. I just wanted to know, can everybody be hypnotized? And if so, how does one go about finding a good hypnotist that's going to work for them? Thank you. Great oh, job. Thank Bye. you so much. Doctor? Yes, everybody can be hypnotized. Uh, some in the wrong way, some in the right way. Mm. Uh, please check everybody's accreditations first before going to uh, anyone as a hypnotist. I prefer uh, to call myself a hypnotherapist because I am far, far more involved in uh, in helping people that way. A uh, hypnotist is more a stage making people look silly, that type of thing. Hypnotherapist, in my language, is a person who will help people through some of the worst problems you can ever expect. Thank you so much to all of you, 702 family, for telling me that the plant name I was looking for is Dandelion. Yo, oh, that lovely. word just went completely <laughs> out of my head. Thank you so much. You know, you guys take the words right out of my mouth. Um, last question, Dr. Ben and Kempton Park is asking, is hypnotherapy used in correctional services to shift minds of criminals to the positive? What a good question, Ben. <laughs> uh, if a person wants to be helped, the main thing is with anybody they want to be helped. If somebody doesn't want to be helped, they will never be helped. Mm. I have helped quite a few people, but they did want to reform mm. and use it to help them reform. And it has to be used by uh, all the government departments to prove to. I am teaching quite a few people from government departments at the moment, and I hope it will go into uh, such rehabilitation a little bit more than it has been accepted up till today. But yes, it can be used. So I'm assuming, um, 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 Doctor, when you refer to legitimizing, um, are you speaking about the law and how it's currently framed around the practice of hypnotherapy? Yeah, the, laws, the laws have been in this country against it for a long, long time. Mm. Um, psychology hasn't liked us at all. Mm. But in the last 10 years, I, I think I've trained more psychologists than anyone else that's come to me for training. Mm. They mm. love to learn it. So I've, I've been using it as a postgraduate course for psychologists, and they've been really thrilled with the results by using psychology to the subconscious, mm. which is what we call it, rather than to the brain. Trying to change the brain can be uh, a long thing of 30 or 40 sessions. They find now that they can help someone in one to three sessions mm. very, very easily. So it, it is being used and I hope in the future used a heck of a lot more in South Africa. All right. Thank you so, so much, Dr. Arthur Long, for that. We did um, 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 have a psychologist just refer to the fact that all clinical hypnotherapists, if you want to find a cl clinical hypnotherapist, um, ensure that by law that the therapist is registered with the South African Health Practitioners Council of South Africa. Dr. Arthur Long, hypnotherapist at International Academy of Hypnosis, joining us in today's masterclass on hypnotherapy.